0: Welcome into the Recruiting Breakdown on Texas football. Uh, I'm with Justin Wells and Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com, uh, your source for Longhorn football and recruiting news. Uh, Justin, Jerry, welcome in. Uh, Longhorn set up two new official visits on Monday. Uh, both linebackers, Monte Whedon uh, out of Washington, D.C., and Kamari House, a linebacker out of St. John Bosco in the uh, California opposite coast. Uh, But I tell you what, it is a uh, it's become a motif of the uh, Longhorns this year. They are recruiting out of state. That brings the total of 19 official visitors to the June June 16th weekend, of which 12 of the 19 are out of state. Uh, Jerry, what do you know about these two linebackers? Let's start there.
1: Well, yeah, first off, uh, Jeff Choate's getting some frequent flyer miles. California to D.C., man. that's a, uh, I'm, I'm guessing he's getting a lot of reading in, too. Um, Monte Whedon was at the spring game. He's an interesting player because, Bobby, he's undersized. He's six foot and a quarter, probably two, um, nearing 210 pounds. If you turn on the tape, though, he's physical. He is aggressive. Quicker than fast, but really a reactor, and instinctive guy, takes really instinctive angles, makes instinctive plays, doesn't have a lot of false steps in his game. Uh, So when he went down uh, to the spring game, he went with some of the St. John's College high coaches that went to Austin, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Now he's coming back for an official visit. He told me that early this morning. Um, But he's a guy who's very competitive. You know, I've talked to a couple of people that have had him in the camp setting. And they just talked about how competitive he was. He's an attentive kid. Uh, and then Kamori House is obviously out of St. John Bosco. There's two powers in Southern California right now. And it's, it's in Bellflower and it's in Santa Ana. And uh, obviously uh, Kamori House is at St. John Bosco. He'll visit Texas the 16th through 18th. And he goes to Washington, who's the perceived favorite. They've been on him the longest of the schools that have tried to get him to officially visit, he goes to Washington the 23rd through 25th. So, uh, we'll have a little Alamo Bowl recruiting, uh, uh, bottom line coming up with Kamori House. I think a little rematch there, but on the recruiting front, he's a kid that Texas offered this spring. Uh, they really liked him in person. Uh, but yeah, look for Texas fans, there's two high schools. Uh, we can talk about a third, but there's two high schools where all the players are coming that, uh, from in Southern California that Texas offers, and it's it's it's, it's modern day, modern day and it's St John Bosco. I'll tell
0: you what Justin, there's uh, Longhorns and Jeff Choke Jerry mentioned him uh, the Longhorn linebacker coach had a tremendous recruiting year last year looks poised for another
2: good one this year. Absolutely and you know I think I think you know how sometimes schools like to negative recruit against the class before you. I think that that we were hearing some of that with Texas with this new linebacker class in 2024. Because they, you know, you could on paper it looks like they took four or five guys, and I, I thought it was notable that Jelani McDonald told us that he's going to start out at the at the star, the super nickel position. Um, obviously, I think he'll grow into a linebacker down the road, but now that kind of cuts into those numbers a little bit, and it becomes a little bit more flexible. And that's exactly what you're supposed to do when you're putting together a class. You're trying to follow an Anthony Hill Hall. You're trying to follow a Darian Gallette. And and, and those big-name guys that came in and and are already on campus and already trying to make an impact. And so I actually think the Anthony Hill stuff, when he plays early this year, I think that's going to help with recruiting because they can easily sell. They can say, look, guys, we're going to bring you in, and if you're ready to play, you're going to play right now. Jerry, on Monday's
0: edition uh, with uh, Justin, that I I talked about this, how Texas is going more out of state uh, lately. Let me ask you this. Uh, Do you think that, to Justin's point, by going out of state, you negate some of that uh, uh, familiarity that other kids have with big names that signed with Texas the previous year? Uh, So Anthony Hill is still a five-star, but they don't really, you know, a guy from California is not going to know about a Darian Gallette, say, right? I mean, it's a different, they may look at the five-stars, they're not going to look at every single guy that Texas signed, whereas a, a guy from Texas... A 2025 or 2024 recruit
1: is going to be more familiar with those guys too, right? Yeah, I think it may be a byproduct, but uh, for me it's more just uh, Sark's going to recruit Southern California and Texas is going to recruit the heck out of the Southeast region, right? I mean, so it's going to be the same kids every year from here on out. Um, So I think that might be a byproduct of it. I I don't look – I mean, the way I look at this is Texas recruiting more out of state than they ever have. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. One, the in-state, some of the top in-state kids aren't going to stay in-state. And you know what? I actually like the strategy of going out of state. I've changed on this because recruiting has changed. I like the idea of going out of state. And you know what? When those in-state, if you win enough, those in-state kids are going to want in, then you have recruiting right on tilt where you want it. Um, That's kind of my first thing. And uh, second thing is, look, with Texas right now, get guys that want to be here. You know what if the in-state kids, if there's some in-state kids that you want that don't want to be here, don't chase them. Don't chase every single one of them. Be patient in recruiting, but go find the guys who are the best fits no matter where that takes you. And that gets into a basketball conversation too. Do it in both sports. So, I I think there's always been this thought, you have to recruit in-state, and I used to be in this thought, but recruiting has changed. You have to get these top guys in-state, you just have to. But but recruiting's changed. High school coaches don't have the control they used to uh, in the state of Texas or in any high school around the country. Uh, there's more seven-on-seven coaches that have control than high school coaches at this point Then you have NIL. And it's just changed. I mean, so it, go find the very best players you can that want to play at the University of Texas. And then I, if you I, win enough, some of those in-state kids will want to – I don't want to say come crawling back, but they're going to change their tune. Well, Texas,
0: uh, it's interesting, Jerry. I, I agree with almost everything you said there. I Uh, I want to go next, I want to talk about, uh, really go down position by position in the recruiting breakdown of how many guys you think, uh, you and Justin think, are going to be offered scholarships. But before we do that, we need to thank our newest sponsor, uh, Chase Yarbrough. Jerry, take it away.
1: Yeah, Chase Yarbrough, welcome to our newest sponsor, uh, Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise across the state, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase Yarborough at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or give him a buzz at 325-261-7127. Again, thank you to Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance for being uh, the newest sponsor of uh, on Texas football.
0: All right, guys, uh, good good question here that uh, I know people are asking us. Let's go position by position. And you guys tell me how many you think Texas is going to take. And I want to make this with one caveat, okay, or one preface. And that is no catastrophic injuries, you know, and no major transfers. Yeah. So uh, by starting at quarterback, I think y'all would both agree you yeah. only expect Texas to take one so long as there's no transfers and there's no catastrophic injuries.
2: Yeah. Justin, you agree with that? Yes. That sets the ground rules, makes it a little smoother. Right. Must, uh, you agree? Why, with, you why agree? up an injury that hadn't happened
0: yet? <laughs> Do you agree crazy. it's just one, Justin?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: There's just one. Okay. And that's Trey it's Jerry, you, you as well? Yeah, only one. Uh, okay. and, and, and even if there was a catastrophic injury, I think they only take one in this class. Uh, because they're, then you got to set up future recruiting classes in 25 and 26. Right. You can't go too big with this one because I you want you. to go big with the next one. Got
0: and Trey owns uh, the commitment uh, out of the Cy Fair School District. He is set up uh, to visit Texas on the June 23rd uh, weekend uh, and is one of three current commitments to the Longhorns. All right, let's move on to the running back group. Uh, there are several that Texas has offered, but it really appears that Texas has narrowed in on two guys are uh, honed in on it. Christian Clark, uh, who visits Texas the uh, 16th through the 18th, uh, young man out of Arizona, and then Jarrett Gibson, uh, who visits Texas the very next weekend, the 23rd to the 25th. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Texas going to try to go to two running backs again this year, or just one? Jerry, you start.
1: Uh, go ahead. Dude. No, I, I, they're gonna, if, if those two guys want in, they're going to take two. If one of those guys peels, I'm not sure they take two. I think Texas feels good about where they stand. Now, Jarrett Gibson was back at Miami again, by the way. That's two visits to Miami in about the last month. Um, but, look, Miami was the school that made the biggest run on Cedric Baxter. But if those two guys, if Jarrett Gibson and Christian Clark one in, Texas takes two. If not, I could see them only taking one, barring what happens this season. I mean, I think the other one would come out of the portal and not the high school ranks.
0: All right. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on the running yeah, back?
1: Class? I, I disagree only slightly. I, I I think
2: every class is going to be a two running back class in case you have injuries, portal guys, things of that sort. Uh, it, You know, if you talk to sources close to, 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 to Char choice and the offensive recruiting, they're going to take two in every cycle and they've got and it's Just like last year, they have like two guys they want. And yeah, you, Bobby, you said it. They've offered a lot of running backs in this cycle, but there's two guys they want and you nailed it Gibson and Clark. And, and to Jerry's point, you know, let's say hypothetically you know Gibson jumps in and say Clark doesn't. I still think they take another tailback. who that remains to be seen because they've kind of they haven't backed off the other running back offers, but they really don't recruit them very much anymore. you know guys wow. like Taylor Tatum
1: and James Peoples, and that's Jeremy what makes King. you think it could come from the portal if they miss on one. Yes, day. absolutely. So they, they've, they've walked away from too many running backs at this point. I agree completely.
2: And if that means, like, if one of those guys didn't jump in and a portal guy slipped in, that's that two spot right there. I think that's really the groove choice wants. I think he wants two every cycle. And by the way his confidence and the way he recruits, <laughs> he he's got a lot of confidence going into this class with those two guys. And I think those are the two guys that they're in the best position for.
0: Let's stick with you here, Justin, and get to the wide receiver room. How many do you think uh, uh, Coach uh, uh, Chris Jackson, uh, the new wide receivers coach who came over from the Jacksonville Jaguars, how many do you think he wants to fill that room with this uh, recruiting class?
2: You know, I I would think it was three, but I feel like it might be four because you're going to lose Jordan Whittington, Xavier Worthy, more than likely, Isaiah Naor possibly, A.D. Mitchell possibly, like – there's a lot of wiggle there over the next 6 months or so. I guarantee they want 3. You know, they've got they've got three or four guys at the top of their board they really want from Micah Hudson to Jordan Anderson, uh to Bryant Wesco, to Parker Livingstone. I mean, those are the guys they really want. But it, it's going to depend on who stays and goes because they stock they restocked that wide receiver room in the, in in the offseason, maybe more than any other position on the roster. And so you got to look at numbers at that point, at that stage. But I feel yeah, like this like is going to lose a bunch. You know, they, they, they're online to lose a handful, which would push that probably to the to the four number.
0: I, I agree with you. I think that it could be four, depending on Isaiah Nayor, Uh, right? Well, um, Jerry?
2: Jerry, let me ask you this.
0: Ryan Wingo also coming in the 16th. Yeah. Um. It, it seems Freddie DeVos coming in. It seems to me – that I, I used the term on Monday, big game hunting a little bit for Texas. It seems to me that that's what they're doing. JoJo Stone was committed to LSU. He's coming in on the 16th. They He's an out of kid from Georgia. Yeah. Jerry, your, your thoughts on how many they take at wide receiver?
1: I, I think they take three because here, here's the reality. There's some positions you don't get big-time players out of the portal. There's some you do, and wide receiver is one of those. I don't see Sark necessarily going four high school wides because they've proven they can get really good players out of the portal at that position. And I, I, if you lose three starters, if you were to lose all three starters, I guarantee you're taking somebody out of the portal. I and mean, you're, you're not gonna you're not going to go in the next year with four freshman wide receivers backing up, guys who haven't started before that maybe have some experience, but some game experience. So I bet the numbers three on the high school level. Um, and, and I would think the portal number is going to be one or two. So Jerry, it'd be four or it's total six.
2: added to the portal. I four, agree. Five.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jerry sticking with you at tight end, uh, Texas
0: took two last year, tried to take three, uh, with Will Randall and, uh, Spencer Shannon, uh, from Louisiana and California, respectively. Texas bringing in Reiner Swanson, uh, out of, uh, uh <laughs> Laguna beach, uh, on, uh, Uh, on the very first weekend of June, uh, but also bringing in Jordan Washington out of Langham Creek down in Houston. Uh, is this a two tight end class for Texas? Almost definitely. It felt like they, they maybe had some lack. They wanted more in last class and, and obviously JT Sanders may very well, uh, be headed to the NFL draft after this year.
1: I think it's it's two if they get both of those guys you mentioned. If not, I think it's one high school and one portal. Um, and look, they could even look in the portal. Even if they got lucky and got both these high school tight ends, if there's somebody, I mean, the hard thing about the portal is if somebody jumps in that's really good that you think you have to have, you adjust your own number. Uh, yeah. But I think if both those kids committed, they they would take them both from the high school ranks. I mean, look, Reiner Swanson is. Uh, he visits Texas June 1st, 2nd, and then he goes to Oregon the 9th, 11th. Then he goes to a European vacation, and then he comes back and he'll visit BYU. Uh, obviously, he's uh, LDS, right? I mean, so BYU factors heavily in there, uh, but I think it's kind of telling also that he's just scheduled uh, Texas and Oregon uh, in the month of June. Jordan Washington, I think it's a Texas lean over Utah. Texas A&M did offer him at the end of last week, uh, so we'll see what happens there, but I think there was a, being over at Langham Creek a couple of weeks ago, there was a a coach said something to me that uh, Langham Creek staff feels like Texas is headed in the right direction. So that I think that's a kind of a positive thing uh, with where Jordan Washington may be headed with his recruitment. But we shall see on the visits. He's uh, Utah the ninth uh, through eleventh, and Texas the sixteenth through the eighteenth. We'll Real see
2: quick, if soon. Real quick, too, Jerry. I I'm going to predict something here at tight end because I don't think they can get the top two guys. I I think they'll get Washington, essentially. Swanson's going to be a battle. Heinrich just committed to Georgia today. But I think there is a wild card that we're not talking about yet because there have been almost a half dozen four-star and above tight ends nationwide that have had Texas in their top five, Texas in their top seven. In this cycle, from a Kylan Fox to an Elijah Lofton, out of uh, uh, las vegas and so i think that this is a this is one of those positions that could see some changes over the next three or four months what we think might happen now could reverse course save september october
1: What what's interesting is when i was at langham creek it, it, two weeks ago uh jeff banks had obviously been through there and offered and Je- banks's message to uh that is coach of staff Langham Creek. He said, I've been around the country looking at these guys and your guys just as good as they are. So I'm offering them. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. You know, Texas will keep, they'll keep, they'll keep evaluating all the way through, right? Kids, some kids are going to pop up. Um, what's interesting is on inside Texas, we put out a story today about all the June, uh, for June 3rd, 2025 visitors. There's three tight ends on that group already. So, Banks is really pushing these in-state guys in 2025 to get on campus that first weekend in June. So I and will we- see if that Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.
2: And we know Banks has zero qualms at offering any big name tight end in in the country. He does not care where you're from, where you're leaning, or where you were born. If you can play, he's going to throw an offer at you.
1: (laughs) All right. Hey, and Sark may tell him, hold on, we're going to go to the portal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hey, guys, real quick, uh,
0: offensive line, let's start with you, Jerry, on this. Uh, how many do you think they take uh, and who are some of the, the, the key players in that that recruitment? But focus more really on how many you think they take at the end of the day after taking seven and four the last two cycles, or seven and uh, five, I
1: think. Four for sure, but likely five. Uh, I think they're, they're in on too many really good linemen not end up taking five. If you say, okay, they lead for Daniel Cruz, they lead for Nair Daniels, um, they may lead for uh, Makai Saina, um, that's three guys right there who are all visiting the 23rd through 25th. Then you have Daniel Calhoun. Look, myself, Rusty Mansell, we're hearing the same thing. This is Georgia, Texas. And, and look, Rusty thinks it could go either way. I'm hearing the same thing, go either way. Um, Will Georgia be tough to beat? Sure, but, look, not every kid stays at home in the state of Georgia. That's just reality. Never every kid stays at home in the state of Texas. It's just never going to happen even when you're on top. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that one. Um, and then Ori Williams is the interesting one, guys. He's an LSU lean. Texas hasn't been able to crack that lead headed into the visits. Maybe they do on these June 23rd through 25th visits. But right now, they have not cracked that. Uh, LSU leads. Texas a and really working the Ruben Owens family uh, connection. Uh, but LSU leads for that one. That, that's, that one's interesting. And I can tell you this, rankings throw them out the window. Ori Williams has as much upside as any of these guys, and Texas is recruiting him like it. The interesting thing, though, is on the 16th to 18th, they're bringing in Eugene Brooks, a guard out of Sierra Canyon, who's vastly underrated nationally. He's really come on. He's lost 30 pounds. Flood, Texas went out there in May and just loved the kid. He immediately scheduled June 16th through 18th. That's the only official he's got scheduled right now. We'll see what happens. And then Blake Ivey, who's kind of a guard center type. If something happened with Daniel Cruz, I could see them pushing for Blake Ivey out of Clear Springs. But he's visiting AM the 9th through 11th, and LSU's on him too. He'll be there some point in June. And then you get to the point where if Texas gets four guys early – then they bring in Brandon Baker in the fall and take a mighty swing right. at him in September, October, because he's he's going to head to the fall. The Andre Carter, the uh, the guard from uh, Mater he might commit early, but he might wait till the fall. But I think that's why they're going to end up with five. I mean Bennett Warren could wait until the fall. Uh, Texas is in on so many guys right now that they're going to end up with five unless Sark just shuts it down after four guys that are really really good, which I don't think he will at an yep. SEC.
0: Justin, you at four to five as well.
1: Yeah, I really
2: do. I think the thing I've noticed that a lot of these, the ones that are in real well are interior guys. And knowing Flood, he's going to want a book in guy. You, you, you can't just recruit guards. Cruz, interior. Blake Ivy interior. Nair Daniels, probably interior. Makai Sinai, that guy's 6'5", 290. Jerry seen him in person. I haven't really seen him. I, I, I think he's probably a guard, but at that size, you never know. And so they're going to have to make a couple of these tackles, I would feel like. And that's just because you're setting up Kelvin Banks for the next season, because once that junior year ends, he's going in the lottery of that NFL (laughs) draft. And then you have to think about Cam Williams, because he's going to have a year starting at right tackle. If he has a breakout year at that size, that's the kind of guy you see shaking uh, (laughs) Goodell's hand across the stage. And so I, I think, I think Jerry nailed it with the, the guys that they're in on. I just think they're going to grab at least one or two tackles and it could be developmental. Cause I think Ori Williams still needs some development. Those size 18 feet. That's incredible. Got to grow into a bit Warren And also I feel like it's more of a developmental type tackle as well. And so I think you're going to see a tackle thrown in there at some point or
1: portal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can, I can answer that. Um, Daniel Calhoun's a tackle for sure. Ori Williams is a tackle for sure. Sure. Now Daniels is seen as like Cam Williams. He's a tackle until he proves he's not. Brandon Baker's obviously a tackle as well. So they are in on four really, really talented tackles, and I think they're hoping to get two. At like, least two. And, I agree with Jerry. I think two's the number. Yeah. All right. I, I don't feel um, good
2: about Blake Ivy. I think that's an a recruitment right now in West Texas. Texas isn't really
1: Liberty. pushing him. That's the issue and that's there.
2: That's it. That's Same thing with Michael Uini. I'm a big fan of Michael Uini. He didn't have a great year last year. He's got to kind of come back from that. He's got officials to Clemson and to Michigan. Six months ago, Texas was the leader in that recruitment, guys. But slowly, we, that, that flood has been able to sort of cultivate, see other evaluations, see guys in person, re-establish the pecking order. And now Michael Uini, who was once considered like somebody that was almost a must-get, is now a guy that might be in the second tier.
0: All right, I, we need to s- skip forward to the defense, but first Jerry, hey, hey, by say, hey by
1: the way. Jordan Washington just texted me. He scheduled AM the second through fourth Langham Creek tight end. So he will visit AM. The Jerry, you had one go. job. We <laughs> <laughs> got a
2: college station. Hey, and you know
1: what? They'll throw
2: to him in college station, they'll throw the tight end.
0: Yeah, well, I, here here's my piece on, on this: is I, I'm I'm interested because I feel like Texas is in a scenario right now guys where um they're they're clearly being what i would call highly selective on offense and i want to carry forward that same idea to defense and see if they're doing that um and in particularly up front at, on the defensive line but before we do that we do need to thank our sponsor one last time today and that's chase Yarbr- yarbro jerry
1: yeah, uh, welcome to our newest sponsor once again, Chase Yarber of Goosehead Insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select the only insurance companies that deserve your business and home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise across the state, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase Yarborough at Chase.yarborough at goosehead.com. Or give him a ring at 325-261-7127. Again, thank you to Chase Yarbrough for being a uh, newest and great sponsor of uh, On Texas Football.
0: All right, D- Justin, let's go to you because here's here's my question on defense. Um, and this is the one I have. Texas moving to the SEC. Did not get a lot of big bodies last year on on the defensive line. Got some, got some guys uh, along the front, Edge in particular, and uh, possibly, you know, the linebacker position. But up front, how many guys do you really think Texas is going to try to take this
2: year? You know, can we pass that one to to Jerry? Because I feel like he's got a better read on Bo Davis right now. All I know is that the in-state crowd is a little down. Now, 2025 is going to shoot right back up, and there's some dudes, and they're going to be on campus June 3rd. Be sure to check out that list at InsideTexas.com. But I think they're going down those roads of the SEC. They're going into Louisiana. They're going into Mississippi. They're going into Alabama, to Georgia, uh, to to, to pick out some of these guys. Obviously, to kind of stack, I would think you're going to have to reload because they've been fortunate. The defensive line has actually been formidable for the last five or six years uh, from from guys that they brought in. But I I, I don't want to say that they would bring in a lot because it kind of goes back to that wide receiver conversation. You're not going to bring in four freshmen, I wouldn't think, when you could maybe get three and then maybe a portal guy or two, like a Trill Carter that could come in and and, and, and fit in the rotation. But I, I bow to Jerry a lot on this D-line stuff because he's he's got he's got Bo Davis' dial right there. and so I, But I, I would think it wouldn't be more than three just because it kind of goes along with that wide receiver mindset. Yeah, Jerry, I think
1: for three for sure, four if it's a dominant McKinley, right? I mean, if it's the oh, guy – if it's the guy, if it's Terrence Hebler, and there's three guys already committed, yeah. What's interesting, I have eight guys scheduled for official visits those two weekends. Um, I, I could see them taking four if it's the right four guys for sure. Um, because the reality here's the difference. Like we said earlier, some the portal's good in some positions, not as good in other. Texas Trill Carter was about as good as it gets from power five level that went into the portal. Uh, there's no guarantee anybody that level is going to be in the portal next year. Um, and it, it's interesting. The portal rushes development in a lot of positions, but defensive line and offensive line, you still have to develop these guys, especially on the interior. So, I with eight guys scheduled for official visits, I think the number's four. Um, But we'll see if they if they only get three. I don't think they're going to reach. Sark hasn't reached since he's been at Texas. If they only take three, then they'll look to the portal. That's yeah.
0: interesting. That's interesting because I'm I'm sitting here. Um, Penfield and I think three to four makes a lot of sense. I just wish I, I, I hope they get the big bodies they need, uh, yeah. because going to the SEC is a prime uh issue that uh, we all uh, know Texas is going to have to face, and they don't have the numbers uh right now up front that you'd <laughs> probably like that are baking. I mean, Aaron Bryant had a good spring, right. good spring. but but right. at the same time, Jerry Bledsoe. You need yeah, but Dre may stay outside, and so I know, I know, you just, I know. yeah. You're, you're worried about these kind of things as you go into a bigger comp conf- or a, a tougher conference up front. I Bobby, think and about. By it the too. way, I, I got to say this, Justin. Uh, Aggie tight ends uh, caught less than forty balls last year. Texas tight ends caught over sixty. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, let's yeah, talk about. The edge. No, 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 no. I'm I'm leading the way old. here. I get to go this way. Okay, uh,
1: edges. Uh, Justin, Jerry, what do you guys think here? Man, uh, wild card. I'll say two yeah. or three because I think they have to go to the portal here. Um, look, it's the one must-get recruit. People can argue with it, but the one must-get recruit for Texas is Colin Simmons. If Micah Hudson went elsewhere, Texas is fine. They have to get Colin Simmons. I, I mean, you have to. And so th- this is the one must-get recruit for them, uh, and it's going to be a battle. He's going to sign in the SEC, but it's Texas and LSU right now. I think Georgia's running third. And I think Florida's running fourth, and I think A&M's fighting, um, but they're not going to be the one at the end of the day. They could get a visit. I expect Colin to re- release those visits soon. He had actually hit me up saying he might release them last week, and that didn't happen. But um, I expect him to be at Texas the 23rd through 25th. We'll see what happens. I'll be surprised if he's not. Uh, you know, there's a couple of wild cards at Edge, though. It's, you know, Jordan Ross out of Estavia Hills in Birmingham's coming in the 16th through 18th. Most people have that as Tennessee – Georgia, Florida, then Texas, but he says he's not staying in the state. Uh, just to hit on a couple of guys there, but I think the number's two or three then. You have Zena up at Allen, uh, okay. but the the interesting thing there, Bobby, is they have to leave room in the portal at that position.
0: I I would agree. I mean, uh, until or unless someone shows up and, and carries their weight, you, you have to worry. Let's go to linebacker. Justin, you take this one for us, okay? Uh, Longhorns went heavy. We just talked about uh, Monte Whedon, uh, as well as Kamari House, setting up visits that June 16th weekend. They've got other guys that uh, Jeff Choate ha- has uh, tried to, to get going on. Uh, how many do you think they're going to take? try to take in this recruiting cycle?
2: I think this will be a lower number, obviously, because they, they did kind of go big last cycle. Uh, they got to prepare for for Jalen Ford because this is going to be the last year on the Forty Acres for for Jalen, and so there's going to have to be a guy that kind of slides into that into that spot, and that's what I think a lot of this 2023 class will be able to do. But then who's going to come behind them? And and Jerry knows my my love for Justin Williams. I I I think he's got Harold Perkins type potential. I, I think he is a top five player in the state, if not higher. I think that's a guy that even if they're not in a great position, they're going to 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 recruit through the whistle. But I I think it's going to be a lower number. I like that. They moved that, that Jelani come out and talked about uh, McDonald talked about uh, coming in at star that opens a spot, you know, for someone else to possibly come in. But if all the positions in the portal that I feel like we are looking every year, is linebacker. If you can find an inside linebacker that shoots gaps that doesn't get caught in the wash and that can still cover in space, those are so far, those are so hard to find. And so hopefully Leona LaFalle Le- Le- Le and Anthony Hill and David Bennon, those guys kind of grow into it this year. So when Jalen Ford goes to the NFL next year, that they'll be there kind of ready to slide in. But the numbers are heavy there. And so I don't know if it's going to be over three. I think three is probably your max. And I think it's one or two. About what Jerry says, I think it's going to be – I think it depends on who it yeah. is. They're not just going to take any guy. It's going to have to be a dude that kind of fits their mold.
1: Jerry, I think one or two. I think Ty Anthony Smith's a top guy that they have a yep. great chance at. And then, it, you know, and then if they take the second guy – Obviously, a Justin Williams would be a number buster, but I don't think it's going higher in two unless it's a Justin Williams tie. Yeah. Right.
2: There's just too many numbers there right now. They've done a yep. good job. Choke road. I go 80 down that thing. <laughs> hey, uh,
0: let's talk about the the, the secondary. Uh, corner and safety, Texas has recruited astonishingly well in the last couple of cycles, in my opinion, or sp- particularly last year with what they did. Uh, at, at safety with Derek Williams and those guys, Warren Roberson uh, and uh, Jelani McDonald, uh, and then you you look at uh, cornerback with Manny Muhammad uh, as a guy, Terrence Brooks the year before five star. Uh, They've they done a good job. Are they? Is is this big game hunting for them? Number one and number two at each position. What do you guys think uh, they're going to try to get out of this? I mean two corners, two safeties, three three corners, two safeties, something like that, so you can have a nickel kind of uh, uh, in,
2: interspersed. Uh, Justin, you want to go first? Go for just, it. They're looking at cross trainers. They're looking at guys that can play corner, they can play nickel, that can play safety. They want the versatility. And it just so happens that in state this year in Texas in 2024, the DB class is deep. There's some really good, talented guys. And there's a handful of guys coming in for officials that aren't even priorities. You know, Joshua Laird out of Fort Bend Marshall. There's a handful of those guys that, that that can play, but I don't think they're at the top because you've got a Kobe Black, and you're in such a good position for him. you got a Corey and Gibson where you're battling Clemson right now. It's a Texas-Clemson battle head-to-head. Jerry went and saw him last week. You've got so many guys that are, like, highly rated guys that if this is a cycle that you could look really good just by landing the in-state dudes.
1: Yep. I, yeah, I, I think the number is four that goes to five. If you had a number buster, um, Ooh, like 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 Wardell Mack from John it would be a number buster. You know, I mean, I, mean man. I, I think I think it's four or five. I, and I think I think that's the number um, right now that they're working on. And I think if they get the right guys, like I said, if a Wardell Mack ended up going to Texas over LSU in Florida, Ricardo they're not Jones. Yeah, they're not telling them no. So I think I think the number's four, but could bounce the five. I, I'm gonna do a tally for you guys. Okay. So let's let's
0: let's Let go me back guess, 37 that's- in this. <laughs> 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 let's, 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 just, uh, let's just tally it up. One <laughs> at quarterback, two at running back. That's three, three wide receivers, two tight ends. So that's five more. So now we're at eight. Four Four offensive eight. linemen, four to five. Twelve. Um, I'll do. I'll do four. That'll be twelve, and then on the defensive side of the ball, three to four defensive linemen, two to three edge. So takes a half between those. Uh, That's uh, you know, it's twenty right
1: there. Eighteen, yeah, that's eighteen. Yeah, and then
0: you add four to five DBs and one to two linebackers, and don't forget they just they took a punter from uh, St. Thomas Aquinas.
2: Uh, It'll be interesting. Will not deny the thanks.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how all these numbers turn out uh, as we go forward. All right. I want to say thanks again to our uh, sponsor, Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance. Give him a call. Also, I want to say very much thank you to both Justin Wells and Jerry Hamilton for spending their time with us uh, this morning. Uh, for uh, Justin and Jerry, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this issue or this episode of the Recruiting Breakdown.